0: What goes through your mind before you jump off a cliff? Every negative thought ever, your mind just throws all these thoughts at you that make you not want to jump off this platform. It's like survival instincts. Your mind's saying, this is terrifying. But then you have to think to yourself, okay, I've done so much training to be able to do this correctly that I try to pick up that one positive thought inside of me.
1: This is Mindset Win from Red Bull. I'm Cédric Dumont and together with my co-host Kate Courtney, each week we've been meeting incredible athletes whose stories have been inspiring us and giving us insights into what we can learn from their attitudes. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. And if this is your first time here, we're delighted you've joined us. I hope you enjoy what we've got in store for you. There are loads more episodes just like this one, looking at different ways to build your mental strength. And they're ready and waiting for you whenever you like, with new episodes dropping every week. Before we get to our athletes, I'll tell you what team we'll be covering today. Building our inner team we're going to be tuning in to the different and sometimes confusing voices in our heads you know the ones that sometimes encourage you and push you to do something the one that says go for it Cedric you should totally buy those new glasses and also the ones that whisper down and say forget it Cedric you'll never pull that look off In this episode, I'll be helping you identify your inner voices and decide which ones to highlight and which to minimize, so you can feel better and achieve more. But first, let's meet Molly Carlson, an exciting newcomer to the world of cliff diving who shook the scene by making it onto the podium in her World Series debut. Molly's dream of becoming an Olympian for Team Canada started when she was just four years old. In 2014, she competed at the Youth Olympics. And since then, she's graduated from Olympic diving to free falling from cliffs of up to 21 meters while performing awe inducing acrobatics.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Molly Carlson. I'm a Team Canada Red Bull cliff diver. I started diving when I was 10 years old and went through this whole journey of competing for Canada on the international stage as a junior. And then part of me was like, I want to go higher. So I started on social media asking my followers, should I join? cliff diving after I graduate college. And 99% of people said yes, 1% was my mom. That was like, absolutely do not. What goes through your mind before you jump off a cliff? Every negative thought ever. Your mind just throws all these thoughts at you that make you not want to jump off this platform. It's like survival instincts. Your mind's saying, this is terrifying. But then you have to think to yourself, okay, I've done so much training to be able to do this correctly that I try to pick up that one positive thought inside of me. Maybe a coach's correction or something super strong that I can take into my mind that it overwhelms my mind so that the negatives don't even come up. And I'm like, okay, I need to jump with pointed toes. And then that just like consumes my mind. So that really helps. When I was tied with the world champion, Rihanna Nifflin, going into our last dive at last year's first event in Boston, and we had the exact same degree of difficulty, and the judges were like, it's really up to who does it best. And I had to go first, and she was right after me. And here
1: is Molly Carlson, the 23-year-old Canadian, always smiling, except about right now when she's about to drop.
0: And I was like, okay, like, all these negative thoughts once again consume you. And they're like, can I reach this level of beating my idol for so long? Like, am I at that level? She's so much better than me. And then you find yourself recognizing the positives. I was like, wait, pause for a second. I'm tied with my idol. You need to remember that this is one of the coolest experiences that you're living and to live in the moment, like try to embrace that. And I was like, go out there, do the best dive that you can do. She beats you. She beats you all the time. So it's nothing new, but this could be the one time that you can beat her and, and make it happen. It was almost like flipping that mindset from being so negative and like, I'm not as good as her to, okay, we are already tied. You're already showing that you're just at that same level and go out there and have fun with it. Oh, beautiful Whoa, in the air! That's how Stella, you get it done. Stella,
1: Stella diving by Molly Carlson. Whoa-ho! Whoa! Oh, there you have it. There's a 10, ten, the first of the day. It is Molly Carlson of Canada who will win her first ever Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series competition.
0: I did end up beating her by like four points. It was crazy. i gone through so much difficulties in my past um, journey of battling myself in my mind. I hit high school and I was a taller athlete, so I was like, okay, everyone around me seems to be like a foot shorter, spinning so much faster. Like, how do I get to that level if I can't physically shrink? Um, I went through the phase of maybe I can get smaller. And this got from a really initial, how could it help my diving to let's go down a really dark phase. And I struggled with binge eating disorder and body dysmorphia. When I didn't make the 2016 Olympics, I was devastated. I was like, okay, you know what? If I do all this work to not make the Olympics, clearly something's wrong. I ended up making the decision to go to Florida State University and going from a year of hating every inch of myself to then being like, oh my gosh, I love diving and I love coming to practice. And I just saw it from a complete different perspective. And I think... Everyone else knew I was talented, but I didn't. It was just this turning point where I could be proud of the diving I can do and who I was and my body. Like, I was finally proud that, okay, I can do amazing things with this body I was given, that I want to run with that. My first ever cliff diving competition, I was like, what is this sport I've just signed up for? Red Bull Cliff Diving was like, yeah, can you stand on this little rock that's smaller than your feet and do a 23 meter dive? There's this moment where I was up there surrounded by idols I'd looked up to forever. And I looked down at myself, just this moment of I love my body. Oh my God, I'm literally crying. (laughs) But yeah, I was like wearing the maple leaf and it didn't matter what size I was. Like I was just up there doing what I love. When I finally decided to you know, change my perspective, I started hearing compliments. Like My coach would say, Molly, I love how you show up to the pool with a smile every day, even though it's going poorly. And I would take that and be like, you know what? I'm not just my body. I'm the smile I show the judges on the board. I'm the most passionate one out there. And to be that person, like, and to recognize that other people were saying this about me, I was like, I need to start believing that other people are right. There's gonna be those days where these compliments are gonna change that mindset for you and you gotta get comfortable accepting that you deserve to hear positive reinforcement. I'm trying to be proud of the diver I am today and that's helped me so much in who I am and what I believe in. Surround yourself with the right people and the people that are gonna be there for you at your lowest because those are the people you want at your highest. writing down the negative thoughts and immediately answering it with three positives. This has really helped me as well. I write it in a journal or on my phone, like in notes. For example, you cannot do this dive when I literally can. (laughs) It's just my mind blocking me from achieving that. And I would go in there, you've done all of this to be able to do it. Your mental is just in the way, like just three positive things that can help me actually achieve it what I've learned from cliff diving and what I've learned from my dark time and in, in binge eating disorder and body dysmorphia has been really just to find the positives and to bring those into your present and get rid of the what ifs recognize them and like as soon as you attach onto well what if there's a wave what if Yeah, but there wasn't. You need to live in the now and recognize that, okay, do the dive, the best that you can do if there happens to be a wave or or a gust of wind, like try your best, you know, and not freaking out that those could be a possibility beforehand helps you perform at your best. Working to recognize thoughts has been the craziest change in every part of my life because just being able to see what's positive and negative and recognizing truth behind each thought, because thoughts pop up all the time and you're going to have to face them. And if you don't recognize if they're true or not, then you're going to be stuck in that negative phase. It's just been eye-opening how much more to life there is now that I can live in the moment and I'm not consumed by the future and the past and I can walk outside and like actually appreciate I'm in Austria right now and it's absolutely stunning outside. So yeah, recognize these thoughts, be able to bring that into every aspect of your life and it's just going to help you live positively.
1: When I listen to Molly, I can totally recognize myself here. First of all, we're both standing on the edge. She has no parachute. I always have one. And I really connect because, like she said, it's really a mind game.
0: My first ever cliff diving competition, Red Bull Cliff Diving was like, yeah, can you stand on this little rock that's smaller than your feet and do a 23-meter dive? Writing down the negative thoughts and immediately answering it with three positives. Like this has really helped me as well.
1: What struck me the most in the whole interview when I listened to Molly is her voice. In her voice, you can really feel the energy, very positive, high energy. It's almost like I can close my eyes and I see her smiling. We've talked already in this series about the power of the voices in our heads when we met surfer Justin Dupont and in that episode we noted when our inner voice was being harsh. And to try to counteract this we thought about what a friend would say to us in similar circumstances. If you haven't heard that episode yet, check it out. But this time we're taking that concept one step further identifying our inner voices and getting perspective on what they're saying to us. We're going to get to know and begin working with our inner team. Whether it's at college, work, sports, or just in a friendship group, all of us have worked in a team at some point, so we know how powerful it is when a team pulls together. In the episode with Sebastian Debs that dropped a few weeks ago, we looked explicitly at teamwork and how to improve it for success. Now, we're turning our attention to another really vital team, the one that's inside our own heads. Psychologist Friedman Schulz von Thun developed the concept of the inner team to describe the many voices and impulses we experience when we're faced with situations or choices. These voices behave like different people and can be very contradictory, pulling you in different directions and making it very difficult for you to make a decision. Molly experienced this when she was about to make her first cliff dive and could hear her mum's voice telling her, don't you dare jump. But if we can become more aware of our inner voices and treat them as if they're different personalities who need to be listened to and understood, Just like real team members, we'll be able to take charge and begin to manage our inner team to improve our chances of success. So here comes a little exercise that you can either do straight after this episode or when you have a spare five minutes later in your day. I'll take you through it now, but as always, we've prepared a full explanation online so you can come back and remind yourself of what to do at any time. Just click on the link in the description to find the notes. First up, I'm going to show you how to become aware of the main players in your inner team. Among the characters, you'll most likely find The perfectionist, who says you can do better, try again. The inner child, who wants you to have fun and not take responsibility. The critic, who says you'll never achieve anything. The inner friend who comforts and reassures you. The believer who has faith in you. And then the motivator who tells you, you can do it. Now I want you to focus on a specific situation or a decision you need to make. It could be a contract you're thinking of taking, a delicate conversation you want to have, or a new challenge you're facing. Once you have identified the situation, the next step is to ask your whole team their opinions. Think back to that list of characters, and after each one, ask yourself, what is that particular character saying to me about the situation or decision? Is the perfectionist saying to revise your essay and make it better? Does your inner friend think you need a hug and suggest you take a break? Is the believer saying you've worked hard and I know you're capable? What's important to realize here is that even though your team has different ways of showing it, they all want the very best for you. Even those critical or doubtful voices just want to keep you safe and make sure you're not being naive. So think of the voice you identified that was negative and try to understand the good intentions of that character. Do you need to reassure them by telling them that you're well prepared and you'll be okay? As is often the case with teams, you'll begin to notice some voices are louder than others. This doesn't automatically mean those are the voices you should pay attention to. Teamwork means getting a balance, so try and zoom in on the quieter voices. Molly achieved this by consciously bringing three positive thoughts to mind every time her noisy inner critic began to dominate. Now think back to your own inner voices and try to identify which are quiet and which are loud and consider what you need to do to balance them out. That's all from Mindset Win for today. As I mentioned before, there are notes in the episode description, as well as a link to RedBull.com, where you'll find a handy reminder of all those character types in a simple breakdown of the steps in today's exercise. And before I go, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating. This will help other people find the podcast. See you next time.